Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. God is like, do you realize like both of y'all have lots of growth to do, right? You're newly married. You're two completely different people trying to become one. There's lots of growth here. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose podcast the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed in your life. I'm your host, Candice Fatties, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further you're definitely in the right place so kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds we're about to get into it hey sis welcome back for another episode on this beautiful beautiful tuesday i'm so glad that you are joining me can't wait to get into today's topic but you know i want to ask are you subscribed sis are you subscribed to the podcast wherever you are listening stop right now and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss anything Y'all, can y'all believe that we are actually in the month of December? I know I said it yesterday, but I'm just so in awe that we are right here around the holidays again. And man, so much just making me, I I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much. I've already been listening to my Christmas music and the tree is up, the stockings are hung, the decorations are outside. So yes, I'm doing all the things. And I hope you get into the Christmas spirit too, despite all the things that may be happening in your life right now. If you are struggling this Christmas, a gift that you can give yourself is a heartbreak coaching session, sis. I know holidays are especially hard to get through after a breakup and trust me I know I struggled through it but you don't have to go through it alone I am here one to listen and two to offer you up some good tips to help you not just get through the holiday season but to really make it through this heartbreak season to get through this initial pain that you may be feeling right now because that's the thing man the hurt it's the hurt that's that you know the rest of the stuff, it's like, yeah, you're confused and you want to get through that too. You want to process all of that. But can we get through the initial hurt, sis? Why am I stuck? Why can't I move on? Maybe the questions that you're asking yourself. So let me help you do that. Invest in yourself, sis. This is like one of the best gifts you can give yourself. A heartbreak coaching session. Tell somebody if they want to give you a gift on the dot (laughs) so you can get you a heartbreak coaching session with your girl, okay, so that we can work this thing out and like I said, not just get through your holiday season, but also set you up so that 2023, you're feeling peace and joy again, all right? 
So go to CandaceAbaddies.com forward slash contact, send me a message, let me know that you are ready to book your session. If you want to know what it's all about, go ahead and schedule a discovery call. Go to my website, CandaceAbaddies.com and go to my services page. You can actually book your 10 minute discovery call for free right there. Okay. And if you have any questions, you can always ask. I can answer whatever you want to know, but the discovery call is the best way to get all of your questions answered about the coaching sessions. So today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the six things I wish I knew before I got married. And I, yeah, my husband and I had our anniversary on November 19th, and we are now six years married. And y'all, I am happily married and It was a struggle to get to this place. Can't even lie to you. Struggle to get to this place because, you know, there's so much that you don't know and some things that you think you know, but when you have to actually like go through and implement the things, it's like, oh, it's harder than I thought it would be. And so, yeah, I learned a lot in these six years. I know I have so much more that I need to learn and so much more I want to learn. I want to stretch. I want to grow. I want to be a better wife. And so when I talk about this stuff, it's just, this is the early, early stuff that I learned. And there, and you know, I've, I've learned more things there and there's so many more things that I wish I knew, but I stuck to like six things for now for the sake of this episode. <laughs> but I can't wait to dig into this because maybe, you know, you are considering that you want to be married someday too. Even though you are going through a rough time after this breakup, you still have that desire in your heart. Or maybe you've been out of a relationship for a while and you're single. Maybe you're not dating anyone, and you, but you still have this desire. These are some things that I wish I knew and some things that you can work on in your single season before you get married, before you get engaged, before you get all the things, okay? That I know is coming your way if you so desire that, okay? So tune in, turn me up, Maybe get a paper and pen. You might want to jot this stuff down and let's get into it. So sis, I certainly could not wait to dig into this episode with you to really talk about my top six things I wished that I knew before I got married. This idea came to me because my husband and I just celebrated six years years of being married. We had our six year anniversary last month in November. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity to do an episode about the six things I wish I had known before I got married. And y'all, there's a lot of stuff I wish I had known before I got married, but I limited it cut it down to just my top six things to go with my six years. So maybe next year I can add on. We'll see. Also, just in case I didn't give this disclaimer before, my children are up and like really, really up. So you're probably going to hear them faintly in the background. I hope it's really faint. I hope you don't hear them. But just in case you do, bear with me. I do the things all the time. I grab a moment when I can with you guys, okay? So these six things that I'm going to share with you, like I said, I, I chose six, but there was a lot of things I wish I knew. But out of these six things, what I'm going to say really about all of these six things, I think these are things that we probably hear before, you know, we we hear them and we say, oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. 
And we say that in our minds, but putting it into practice is something completely different. Like it means one thing in your head, but when you actually have to walk that thing out and uh, do what you know, so to speak, it's hard. It becomes difficult. And it's like, oh, oh, that's what they were talking about. Right. So with each of these things, I think it's kind of like that. It's kind of like something that I knew, something I kind of discovered, but it was really difficult to walk it out. So let's get into it. The first thing I wish I knew was that my happiness and fulfillment is not my husband's job. (laughs) And so you, I'm sure, have heard this before, but When you are married, there's like a small piece of you probably. Well, for some people, it's a big piece, right? It just depends. Everybody's different. But for me, I had just gone through my healing journey. And so I, in the back of my mind, I knew I could say it. I knew that my happiness and fulfillment was not his job. But I would say as, you know, we get married and then things get busy, you want to enjoy being married, all of those things. And maybe you step away or you're not connected to God in the way that you once were. There's this kind of like a school of thought, if you will, that, you know, once you get the blessing, then you're not as connected to the blesser. And I could say that happened to me a, a little bit once I got married. I really do believe that that happened. And I found myself looking more to my husband for fulfillment, right? Because I'm like, well, we're married now, so you should want to do these things. You, you know, you should want to make me happy. You should want to spend more time with me. You should want, you know, all the things. And some of the things, you know, were not things that he did prior to. And so I was expecting him to, you know, when we got married for it to be different. And it wasn't. And so Like I said, it's just knowing that your fulfillment and happiness does not come from from your husband. God is the one to provide those things for you. And it took me a minute to really get into that place of uh, recognizing and saying, "Okay, God, I'm sorry. Like I start I took my eyes off of you for my fulfillment and my joy and started looking to my husband for that, and I was let down, and so here I am again, Lord, fill me up, fill me up. So that's a good thing to like kind of work on as you are in your single season, like stop looking to a man, a job, or anything else to really to fulfill you, and start really focusing that attention on getting your fulfillment and your happiness from God, because it magnifies everything magnifies once you get married and so you're like gonna want this person to be all the things and they're not God and they cannot be all the things that you want them to be and it caused frustration in the marriage it caused conflict in the marriage and so yes this is one thing I recommend that if you struggle with it take some real inventory of your life and the way that you are and just, you know, say, hey, is this me? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is this me? And if it is, they're like, God, help me with this because it's something you want to deal with prior to. The second thing I wish I knew was not to look to the world for a realistic expe- expectation of marriage. So the world will have you believe that marriage, like in marriage, there are certain roles that are supposed to be played Or, you know, it's okay for X, Y, and Z to happen. But, you know, really like take your marriage views from the Bible (laughs) as best you can and look to it as your guide and direction as to 
what marriage is supposed to be. Like some people have you believe that, you know, yet the white it says submit to your husband, but you have to know what that really means, right? It doesn't mean you have to do everything that your husband says to do and things like that. And that wasn't my issue, right? Because I was on the other end of that, like, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. <laughs> and I had to actually learn that too, because I came from a long line of strong women. And, uh, you know, like, ain't no man gonna control me, no man gonna make me do this X, Y, and Z. And those things you have to kind of put in check as well. So check out your own personality. What have you been taught from the world about marriage, about being a wife? And then bring that to the Bible, read it, and does it align with the Bible? So there were some things I had to realign in my thought life and in my thought process regarding what I thought marriage was and what I thought being a wife was. So make sure you take time to do that. And if you have some conflict between what you think and what you have been taught over the years and what the Bible actually says, ask God to clear that up for you and give you some clarity so that you can work on that as well. Hey sis, sorry for the interruption, but I just wanna ask you a couple of questions. Have you recently had a breakup and the pain is too much to bear? Do you feel broken with no idea how to heal even though you want to? Do you want to get over your ex, but you can't even get him out of your head? Are you ready to stop being sick to your stomach over this breakup? Personally, I know what it's like. When my relationship failed, I tried to numb my pain. Between emotional eating, binge watching reality TV shows, endless heartbreak songs, and then my favorite coping mechanism, moving on to another guy none of which worked and left me feeling worse than I did before. Then I discovered the freedom from my brokenness, pain, and grief wasn't in the solutions I tried, but was in the only solution, Jesus. Imagine if you knew how to invite God into this season of your life and experience his peace, joy, and find true contentment while you heal. Come work with me and grab a heartbreak coaching session where we'll come up with your next 90-day roadmap so you can begin to find healing. I will help you partner with Jesus to find comfort and peace while finding some things that bring excitement and purpose back into your life in your newfound singlehood. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress in your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available and I invite you to sit with me and begin writing a new chapter in your story. Email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com to book a free discovery call and see if I would be the right coach for you. I want to leave you with this verse from Philippians 4.19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. I love you, sis. Let's get back to it. Number three, the third thing I wish I knew is that communication is important is an understatement. <laughs> that statement is an understatement. People would say that you would hear that all the time. Communication is important. Communication is important. But I didn't know how important it was until like, oh my God, I realized that I sucked at communicating with my husband like we because we didn't even learn the way that each other like we communicate. The only thing I think we took time to do was like take the love language test. So we kind of were up on like what our love languages are. But as far as just like communicating with one another and saying things in a way that the other person would listen and be heard, not be offended, like all of, oh, girl, oh, child. 
<laughs> did we struggle on that front struggle going in like I was listening not to you know listen but to retaliate like oh goodness child I needed help I needed help and so I was like oh yeah communication is important but I did not take the time to really learn how to do that effectively and I wish oh I wish I would have so develop those communication skills sis like it is so important so important to really learn how to be, uh, what's the word I want to use? Like to really take yourself out of the equation sometimes and take the other person's perspective into account, like really, truly taking into account and consider their feelings and putting them first and putting your feelings on a back burner sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying uh, that you should never consider your feelings, but I am saying that when you are married, it's a lot of... You have to consider the other person. You have to consider how they feel. You have to consider how what you say makes them feel. And so if something absolutely needs to be said, then what is the least offensive way that you can say that? (laughs) So because sometimes we just let things fly out of our mouths and not care how it sounds to the other person. And and then it's just you live with this person now. You can't go away, (laughs) you know, so. It is something I wish I had done a better job of of developing my communication skills. And I just really didn't know. I just thought, you know, I, I don't know what I thought. I I think it's it's some on some level. I was like, oh, God's going to make it work. But Charlie didn't realize I got to put the work in. He did the part of bringing us together and he ordained it. He gave us the plan. But we actually have to work at it. Marriage is work. And um, yeah, I was unprepared on that front. Definitely. Number four, your real friendships are especially important. So I wish I would have realized, I guess I just didn't realize how much marriage would change because I'm like, I'm just getting married. Like it's just adding another person to my life. Child, ooh, you keep hearing me saying child because I was like so naive in a lot of these areas. And so I'm really grateful that I had some good friends who, you know, some were married and understood and you know some friendships kind of like slid away and uh, fizzled out so to speak and I was trying to figure out how and why but you have to be intentional about nurturing your friendships and finding out how to work that into your new life because when you get married things change they, they change they just do you don't think it's going to change as much as it does but it does. And so you have to, if, if if you have friendships that are really important to you, that you want to last and go the distance, then you have to be intentional about that. You have to communicate with your friends just like you would communicate with your spouse on some level, you know. And like I said, be intentional about that time, that checking in and all kind of things like that. I have some really great friends. And so because um, I know I sucked at it, <laughs> I will say that I didn't do the best job. But thank the Lord, you know, my ride or dies is still there. So love y'all. <laughs> uh, number five, number five, your husband comes to you in seed form. So we know, I know this in my head. I knew this in my head that on the day we say I do, my husband will not be fully matured as a husband. I know that in my head, but I guess in my heart, I wanted him to be. I wanted him to be because there were things I'm like, that's not what a husband should be doing. 
that's not how a husband should speak to his wife. That's not how a husband, you know, and I'm like, and I keep saying, but I would say things like that and think things like that. And it would, it would irritate me. It would annoy me. It would, and it's like, God is like, do you realize like both of y'all have lots of growth to do, right? You're newly married. You're two completely different people trying to become one. There's lots of growth here. Y'all, neither one of y'all have ever done this before. Y'all are both new at this, okay? And not only is your husband in seed form, but you are in seed form as well. I'm like, what, Lord? What? (laughs) He's like, yes, you are not a wife per se. You're a wife, but you are still a wife in seed form. You have to grow into the wife that I'm calling you to be. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So knowing that, you know, the expectations that you may have just because you're, you say I do, and now your husband and wife may not necessarily be, be realistic because you guys have to learn how to be the wife and husband and how to live and coexist together. And from what I heard, like I've never done, you know, the whole cohabitation thing, but from what I heard, even people who have lived together for years, once they got married, something still changed. So I'm going to just tell you that like, you know, that's something that you need to think about as well. And to maybe you may need to readjust your expectations because you may get married and say, I want my husband to do this, 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 and this. And I want him to lead like this and do like this. And your husband's like, well, I mean, I know how to lead on my job, but I got to learn how to lead a family. And you have to give him room to grow and do that. All right. And then number six, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I wish I knew how much my life was going to change. It changed more than I expected it to. And like I said, I was just thinking like, I'm just getting married. Like I'm just going to be adding another person. The person I was dating, we're now going to be living together. Like it's, I didn't think it was such a big deal, but things changed a lot. They changed a lot in a way that I can't even explain sometimes. And it's like, okay, now, you know, I'm like cooking every day because somebody looking at me like I'm hungry and I'm like, because uh, <laughs> I'm the cook. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's got to be your role because I know plenty of men out there who would love to share that responsibility, who's great cooks. My husband is not the chef. I'm cool with the cooking because I do it well and uh, and him not so much. <laughs> but Whatever the case is, you know, there are certain roles and responsibilities that are taken on and you have to consider another person. Again, another person has to be considered in the decisions that you make in life. And so there are a lot of times where I'm like, I'm making decisions like I was making them when I was single and my husband's like, well, when you did that or how did that happen? And I'm like, oh, I didn't talk to him about it first. And so it's things like that you don't realize how much your life will change. So I always tell people, and I know like single women don't always like to hear it. I didn't want to hear it when I was single, but they like, oh, enjoy being single because, you know, when you get married, you know, but it's just that people who have been married, especially people who've been married for a long time, know the work that it takes to be married and know how you have to Uh, mesh your life with someone else and know how you have to consider another person and they know how you have to consult with another person and plan. You can't just make plans on your own. You have to plan with another person. And so all of those things, like I didn't realize the toll it would take and, and how much it would affect me and, you know, just change my life. I was like, wow, okay. It was like, 
a big shocker, a big eye opener when you like, okay, in my, my head, I knew stuff was going to change, but in my heart, I guess I didn't really realize how much. So those are my six things that I wish I knew before I had gotten married. And so if you are in a place, I know we talk about heartbreak a lot and you have gone through a breakup or you, it was a while ago and maybe you're looking to start dating again because you want to be married. And trust me, I understand that feeling. You should consider some of these things and say, you know, hey, these are some things I'm going to work on. I'm going to pray about. I'm going to consider before I even get into another relationship with someone. Not that you get into a relationship saying, hey, on the first date, we get married. Are we? Is that what you want? No, don't do that. Sis. Don't be thirsty like that. But these are some things to, like I said, keep in the back of your mind, pray about them, ask God to develop you in these areas so that you will be ready when the day comes. All right. So I love you, sis. And if you want to wish me a happy anniversary and give me a gift, you can always leave me a five star written review. That is like one of the best gifts that you can give me because it lets people know that you like the show and it encourages it encourages them to listen to and it helps people who have not found the show to find the show all right i love you sis and i'll talk to you again real soon bye hey sis listen if you've been blessed changed or inspired by this podcast in any way please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.